Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode on the podcast. I am super excited to bring you an amazing guest interview that I did with my dear, dear friend, Carrie Vaco today. It is so good. It's so, so good. And I, as soon as we got done pressing record on this episode, I could not wait for this episode to get into your earbuds, to get into your stereo, wherever you listen, because I know that this episode is going to speak to so many of you because we have just a real open and honest conversation about building a business and the hustle mentality that a lot of us see and how can we balance mom life and work life. It's you're going to feel like you're listening to two of your friends just having coffee and just having this open conversation about what it's been like to grow a business and the struggles and the reality of it, the good and the bad. So I can't wait for you to meet Carrie, to listen to this conversation. I know you're going to love it. I'll tell you a little bit about Carrie and then we will dive right on into the show. So Carrie is a wife and a mama of two littles and she's a virtual assistant for female Christian business coaches. She loves being able to support women to their own definition of success and give business owners the freedom to do what they love and are called to do. She's worked with top business coaches in her space, including Patrice Washington and Jennifer Allwood and is excited about how her business will create generational wealth within her family. You're going to love this conversation. I can't wait for you to meet Carrie. Let's go ahead and dive on in. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Gary, I'm super excited to have you on the Freelancer to CEO podcast today. Thank you for joining us. Oh, Aubrey, I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So we have some super amazing things that we're going to talk about today. I know this episode is going to be really great for my listeners, but before we dive into all of that, can you just give us a little bit of a background story of you, who you are, um, what you do and how you got started in the online business space? Yes, I would love to. So uh, my name is Carrie Vaco. I live in Wisconsin and my husband and I, it kind of starts with this. So my husband and I met at a Bible camp and, um, we got married fairly quickly. We got married about a year later. And during that time we were just like living on love. Like my husband was still in school. I was working any sort of job that I could work. Cause I dropped out of college to get married. And then we got pregnant right away. We were wanting to wait five years and we were pregnant like shortly after our first wedding anniversary. And 
it took us a long time to really like cope, to come to grips um, with, I was 21 and I was going to be having a baby when most of my friends were like just thinking about graduation and post school. So um, during that time, I just really felt in my spirit that I was needing to be home and like, just instead of having my child in daycare, that just was not an option that really we wanted to do. And so I did what most people I feel like are doing nowadays are like Googling, how can I make money home in (laughs) online? Like, how can I make money? Because I am a achiever. I want to bring home money to my family. I, um, and we'll get to this later, but I just know that there is something that I can do. I have value that I can provide. I just didn't know how I could do that now having a calling of being a mom. And so Um, Through that process, I joined a network marketing company and gave my life for um, quite a few years into it. And after the birth of my daughter, so she was born in March of 2020. So pandemic had just hit and I was giving birth to a daughter and everything was shut down. I have a crazy one and a half year old at this time and nothing is open for us to do. And me being a very social person, I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Like having the postpartum blues of like, I have to adjust to having another child and I have no help and nothing is open. And this is like literally the pit of hell for me. Like I hate (laughs) this. So I, um, was talking to one of my good friends and I, she had actually asked me like, Hey, would you be open to like co-leading a, um, like a book study for our like unit within our network marketing company? And I was like, absolutely. Give me an outlet. I needed this at that point. And she was like, so we're doing a calendar. Can you, I was like, well, I can design that. Like I can make that. I can do all these graphics for you. And she's like, okay, great. I'm like, okay, sweet. Um, And that was really what sparked this thought of, oh my gosh, can I make money doing this? Um, So she ended up, my director in network marketing ended up being my first client. And she saw something in me that I hadn't even seen in myself of like, I can provide stable income. Network marketing was not providing stable income for my family at that time. Um, And this was providing stable income. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I making money in the online space while not burning myself out? And while like really enjoying what I'm doing. Um, and so that really evolved into, uh, um, working solely for women in my network marketing, um, company. And then, I really evolved from there into, uh, landing an incredible internship with a podcaster speaker. And then the, it just, everything kind of took off from there. And yeah, it, it's incredible. Just taking that, having that one person see something in me changed the trajectory of my life. But then it was also me taking that next step to say, could there be something here? Mm -hmm. And why not just have the courage to just try? Right. 
So much of our story is very similar, which I didn't realize. Um, I mean, my husband and I were together. We weren't, um, we didn't get married super quickly, but we got married young and we always talked like we were going to wait a little bit to have kids. Um, and then I went to the doctor for a checkup to my OBGYN and they were like, oh, um, you're going to, it's, it, you know, you're going to have some trouble getting pregnant. Um, and so like, I, and I, I honestly like had that fear, like that was always going to happen. And so like, I came home and I'm like, look, we got to start trying, like, we got to have a kid. And it, and it ended up happening in the perfect way. Um, you know, like we have our, our son now and I, I wouldn't change it, but like, I remember our first wedding anniversary, like I was already pregnant and, um, I had tried, you know, a couple different network marketing companies to try to make money from home. Um, not that I didn't love what I did as a teacher, mm -hmm. but I just, I knew that that was like, I envisioned that for myself too. I, I knew that the type of mom that I wanted to be didn't, involved me working a job where I was away for a majority of the day. And especially when you have young kids too. I remember I would go, you know, I would leave before my son was awake. I'd come home. We'd have like three hours together and then he'd go to bed again. And I was like, this is not, you know, like that's not what I want. Um, and, and it's fine if, if that's like your reality, but it's, it's just, I think for me, it was comforting to know through freelancing, like you said, like finding this, um, that, that I could have an option. I could have something that, that could work for our family. So, um, yeah, I love that our stories are very similar now. Um, what, what was it that was really appealing to you about freelancing? I mean, like, I guess this, you know, this one person took that chance on you. Did you even know at that time, like what freelancing was, or you just kind of started and kind of went into it? Like, Oh, I'm going to try this and see. Yeah. I had no idea that this was actually like even a thing. So my, um, director, her name is Kayla. She was like, well, you know, someone else actually needs this. Can you do this for her too? And I was like, yeah, I totally can. Like, sure. What else am I doing? I'm like nursing a baby and stuck at home. Like, um, that's what I can do. And then somebody else, like just with my network of people, I found somebody on Instagram that was looking like, I'm looking for a virtual assistant. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. Um, like within the network marketing space. And I was like, okay. And that that's kind of just how it happened. And it was too funny. I like followed, stumbled upon, um, a freelance coach and I had like messaged her saying like, I think my rates are too low. Like, what do you think about this? And she was jaw dropped. She was like, I cannot believe they're paying you this. And not to say discredit anything about them. That's just like, they didn't know what they didn't know. And that's just a lot of people in the industry. They just don't know how much virtual assistants are. I was oblivious to how much I could get paid. And when I found that out, I switched my clientele. I was like, you know what? It's either you position myself to be high level network marketing people, which I just did not have the connections to at that point, or I just pivot completely. So I pivoted to being a virtual assistant for female Christian business coaches. And that's how I've gotten the connections that I have. So I have a very, very niche market of like who I want to be connected with. And then from there, it was like being able to raise my rates just like overnight because I was hitting a different industry who had a different income mm -hmm. that could actually pay the average quote unquote and above rate of what a virtual assistant could truly make. 
Right. And it's interesting that you say too, like that you really niche down into who you were speaking to. And I'm sure for you, it just made it so much easier to be able to sift through. Um, and even just to say like, yes, this is someone that I would want to work with, or you know, like, even though that maybe this is like the job that I would want to work with, I'm really super focused on this type of client. Um, because I'm, you know, I'm sure you're passionate about what they're doing. You have similar values. Um, and so like your, you can have that focused attention time when you're marketing your business, as opposed to like, I'll work with anybody. And that's something that like, I remember I did like at first too, cause I didn't know any better. I'm like, whoever wants to hire me, like <laughs> whoever wants to pay me, I will do it. And now like, I'm sure you're finding too, that like when you did make that pivot, not only were you able to charge a little bit more, but you could have that more focused conversation. You could really speak to that client because you knew exactly like what it is that she would be looking for in someone um, to come in and help their business. Yes, it is so, so incredibly true. And I think so much of the time virtual assistants overthink the ideal client and of like, I have, I don't know who I can serve. So I just like, I can't start because I don't know who my ideal client is, but there is that wisdom in like, you'll know in the doing, Mm -hmm. I didn't start off serving those people. I had to start somewhere and realize, okay, I like this aspect of it, but I don't like the pay and I like, like the people, but I need to find some people who are still in alignment with where they're at, but who have a bigger income to be able to pay me the price that I need to provide for my family. And that's the big thing is like, I don't desire people to get stuck there, but I want them to keep finding out, okay, you got to try something to figure out whether or not it works for you. And if it doesn't, you just learn. Like it, it was an experiment. As you say, Aubrey, we just learn from it. And then we pivot into something else and not being afraid of that. Like you aren't going to be for everybody and that's okay. And as somebody who is a recovering people pleaser, I want to be everything for everybody. And it felt so out of character to try to niche down so much because I won't be for everybody. But if I'm not in alignment with where people, like where their values are, where they're going, if they have no vision for where their company is, or they just like are getting stuck on like payment and like, don't want to like pay, then it's just not going to work out. And that's okay because somebody else will come along and you get to be a blessing for somebody else who they've been praying for an opportunity that I turned down, but then they get to step up because I declined it. Mm -hmm. And so when I think about it in that sense of like, I know that it may not be for me. However, I do know that this could be a blessing to somebody else. And I'm giving them the opportunity to receive that by me saying no to something that may be good and opening the door for both a win, win for the opportunity for somebody else to have that blessing. And then the win for me to trust like, okay, this is good, but this is not great. So I'm going to wait for the great because it's not worth my time to just like, either wait for resentment to happen or to just like find fall into something that's like, well, it's okay. And then when the great thing comes, you're like, I don't have capacity anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the thing that like really hurts. Right. And that's so true. And it's talking about like, it's, it's very, like, I, I see that I'll have conversations with people not in the online space. And so I think it's like hard for them sometimes to get that, but you know, like having the conversations of why'd you leave your teaching job? And, you know, you had, you know, you had it all, you know, you did the thing, you know, like, right. We do the thing that we're let society says we're supposed to do. 
And it was, it was in that situation. It was like, I was content with my life, but was I being challenged? No teaching, you know, for, I mean, gosh, if I was a teacher this past year, I might, I might have a different answer, but for the most part, teaching came naturally to me. Um, you know, it was easy for me, but I, I was just in that place of like, is this all that there is for my life? Like I, I want to be challenged. And like, even though, especially like starting a business and growing it, I'm sure everybody listening to this, and I'm sure Carrie, you can attest to this too. Like it is really scary, but those like challenging moments that push you outside of your comfort zone, you find so much growth in that. Like the person that I am now, like I, I look back two and a half years and I think, you know, she was confident. She, she knew what she wanted in life. And it's like, now this person, I feel like I just I see, I see the world so differently. And I think it's because I didn't stay in that place of like, it's good. It's fine. It's what everyone expects. Um, and not try to challenge myself for something that could be greater, or even just seeing, you know, like even just trying, like not, you know, going into different situations where you might, it might not end up being greater, but giving yourself an opportunity to like welcome that in. Mm -hmm. And I always say like, try it on for size. Like, like you were talking to, like with the different services, you know, like there might be a service where you're like, well, I don't know how to do that. Well, try it on, see, see how it feels. You're going to find out work. You know, if you're working with a client, you're going to find out if you like that type of client, but you don't know, like you said, unless you actually try, like you're, are you, that's, I think about that, like in the perspective of life too, like getting to the end of your life and thinking, well, what if I would have done it? What if I would have tried what might've changed? So, um, definitely a really interesting way of looking at it too. And just like shifting your mind around, around those things. Yes. It is so true too, because we, as women get caught up, I'm sure men do too, but you know, women are special. <laughs> um, we get caught up on just like a, giving ourselves permission to figure it out. And like, we have like these expectations, some of us that like, we need to be the best the first time. And if not, I'm a failure, I'm done. This is the worst thing I've ever done. And I will never do it again. But like giving yourself the grace and permission to say, I, I'm either going to figure it out or if it's not ending up for me, I'm going to find somebody who can like spill in my spot because I'm recognizing, you know, this is just not my season. This is just not my gifting and humbling myself to just say, okay, we're going to move on. We're going to like pivot. We're going to figure something out. And I, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is like giving ourselves the grace and permission to just figure it out and be okay with the results of what's going to happen because it is just trial and error. We're all just, we're all just figuring it out. We all have never arrived. Um, and it's that, that personal work that we need to do as business owners that will and therefore assist us in the growth of our business as well. Absolutely. So let's shift gears just a little bit here. And I know that you, something that you like and enjoy talking about and sharing with others is um, this whole idea in business of feeling like we need to hustle, hustle, hustle. Like we need to constantly be doing, if we're not doing, we're missing out. Um, and I know that you have passion in talking about why we don't always need to be doing so much more. So I would love for you just to kind of share a little bit about that and how, you know, in your own business, how you've kind of navigated this whole hustle mentality thing that we see online where it's, where we think that we need to be doing it all. But in reality, if we can be doing less better, we'll find, you know, a lot of more success that way. Yes. So I think my, my personality is I can get caught up extremely easily in 
reaching for the more, reaching for the next and looking for like not, not being where my feet are, not being focused and present where I currently am. And I really, really saw that come out in network marketing and feeling like now this, this is probably, I've worked with this company for three and a half years. So, um, this is not anything bad about network marketing, but there can be a feeling of the next level, the next level, the next thing. And because there's so many rewards and which totally makes sense. And there is a way to do it with peace and abundance. I did not experience that. I did not do the work myself to prepare for what happened within that. And that's when I really just had to take a a step back and look around and see that my family was falling apart on this, on the sacrifice of if I work this, then my husband can come home. So that's been our big dream is that my husband wants to come home, not necessarily be a full-time dad. He does that very well. I am not a housewife. Um, and so he can go to seminary. So we are a single income family. We've done that for our whole entire marriage and it has worked. It serves us very well in this season with raising kids and having two young kids at home. Um, so that's always been the dream. So for me, I see the goal, I see the vision. So I'm like fast and furious. I got to get that as fast as humanly possible or else I feel like I'm behind, which is just a lie. We're never behind. Um, so I started to sense that when there was like the next level for my network marketing, I was like, go, go, go. I got to do it the fastest. I got to do it the quickest. I want that accolade. I want that recognition that she did it in a month. Like I want that because that's pride for me. And that's like, that was recognition that I felt like I needed because of like the life I had lived. I felt like I wasn't living up to the expectation that I had put on myself for my life. Um, and I looked at my family and I was gone all the time. I was like, never like fully mentally present with my kids when I was with them, because I'm like already thinking about like, who can join my team and who can I sell to this? And like all these different things. And it wasn't fair to them. That was not the life I wanted to live. And if I had continued to live that, I started to look into the future for that. And I did not like the person I was going to become. I did not want my kids to feel like that they were a burden to mom's career or they were a burden to what mom had wanted for success. Or I get to the end of my life and all my kids recognize like, yeah, we had all this really great stuff or like we had the stuff and had the things and had X, Y, and Z, but I didn't have my mom. And that's like, that was the point of that there has to be a different way. And um, one of the books that has really impacted my husband and I's life is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And talking about how we as a society are very much the hustle, 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 go, 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 next thing, next thing. But then like, what do you have to show for it? what do you have? And then if you're looking at your priorities of like, well, I'm working this to bring this home to achieve this, 
well, who, who gets left in the crossfires because of your desire to just go hard, go fast all the time. Cause that's just not sustainable. Cause then you just lead to burnout, which is what I experienced. Cause at the end of that with like closed door, closed door, like kept going, not reaching that ring, not reaching that level. And all of a sudden you're like, was that for nothing? <laughs> like I didn't get it. And, um, I realized like that was like the wake up call to me of this. There has to be a different way. And I even see that in the freelancing space. So to even pivot, like, this is something that's even like, Ari, you and I talked about this earlier this week of like, this is something that it's still a work in progress to live in contentment of where I'm at in this season. Now I will say this contentment, not laziness of I'm not going to do anything because I'm just going to say like, well, it's good enough for now. So it's going to be good enough for the rest of my life. Like having in the words of Jennifer Allwood, like a holy discontentment for what's next, but being content in the season and waiting for open doors to come and not um, rushing, rushing, rushing in for the next thing. And that's what, like, even this past month, I feel like that's just like a trap that I can easily be ensnared into of finding the next client, the next bigger client. How can I like refine my packages to be higher? So that way I can get more money. And it's like, at what cost? Like my mind, like this, even you can ask my husband, like this past month, it's kind of been like, Carrie, are you here? Like, are you with us? Or are you so consumed with career and what you think could happen or what you dream is happening that you need it now instead of waiting ultimately on the timing. And I had a friend of mine just real quickly, um, she's raising support for a missions or for a missions project. And she's like, at the grand scheme of things, what is six months in like eternity? And that really stuck with me of like, it may not be now. It may not be in this season of like, I'm letting go of the hustle and humbling myself to not just reach for that next carrot, to be tempted to go after that next client when I don't have the capacity right now, or I don't want to have the capacity because it's summer. My kids are home, like home all the time. And I want to be with them. And what is six months in the grand scheme of eternity? Like six months is nothing to just wait and be content where I'm at, be happy where my feet are at and just have open hands for what other opportunities are out there as well. It's so true. And I, and I see it a lot. Um, and and I've, I've gone through it myself too, um, of a place of where, you know, I felt like money, I like, I think it all comes, it, it all seems to come back to money, but really like, I think mm-hmm. there's other things that we need to be looking at. And I, and I've talked about this too, on the podcast about that there's, there's different markers of success. It's not just the income. And that's something that I've struggled with because, you know, the income that we have is great. But when you see other people who are like, oh, I'm making X amount a month and I'm doing this and I'm making this in a day. And then sometimes you feel like, well, you know, should I be hitting that? If I'm not hitting that, am I not as successful as I think that I am? And I think it's, it's looking and recognizing what really is success to you. Is it just a dollar amount? 
to me, it's not. Um, that's not why I left my teaching job. I think about all those things of why I wanted to do it. I wanted to be present. I wanted to be home. I only wanted to work a certain amount of hours a day so that I can be you know, there for my kids and take them to school. And if reaching for those higher incomes or those higher things that other people are telling you, like, this is what success is, what, what am I missing out on? Like, or what am I maybe sacrificing for that? Like if, if I want that higher income or those higher things of success, like you were talking about the different ranks, it's like, but what are, what's getting pushed aside? And that's not something that I'm willing to sacrifice. So I'm willing to, like you said too, and I, I think this is such a beautiful conversation. It's like, I'm willing to be like, where I'm at is okay. And there might come a time like next year. I, I always, I keep saying next year and I have to remind myself, it's not next year. It's in a couple months. My oldest is going to pre-K full time. And I'm like, what am I going to do with all this extra time? I mean, I will still have my youngest at home, but it's, it, it's like, maybe that's when that next time comes and it's okay. But it is very, very hard, especially with social, me social media, mm -hmm. seeing what other people are doing. And I, I fall victim to that all the time. And that's why I think it's like, it's been very important for me. Like I've had to like mute some people on social media, not because I don't like them or I don't support them, but because it makes me feel like what I'm doing is not enough. When, if I take all those things and put all those things aside, I'm so happy with where my life is, with where my business is, with the balance that I have between it. And by letting those other things come in, it's just straying me from what I'm really working towards or just like what, where I'm at. Like you talked about, I love that you use the phrase, like we're happy where your feet are at. Like, it's okay. It's okay to feel that way. And it's, we don't always have to be looking for the next shiny thing. It's okay to just be and to keep going with that because there's other markers than just the income or the dollar amount or, you know, getting the other things. Those things are great. And I don't like, I don't want this to be like, I don't think you should be, you know, like mm -hmm. getting some extra money so you can go on vacation. Like, I think those things are great, but also like not letting the reason why you're doing that be for, I don't, I don't even know like the word I want to say, but just not having it be for a reason. That's not like your own, like sure. 10 K months are great. And if we can achieve them, like, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but like, why, like, why is it the 10, you know what I mean? Like, and at what sacrifice to get to those things? You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just, <laughs> it's an interesting way to think about it. And I do like, I, I think that that's really important that we recognize that like success in business, success in life is not our paycheck. It's not what we bring home. There's other things that, that would make what we're doing a success. Yes, it totally is. And I think it begins with having the conversation with yourself of what does success look like for me and saying like, or what does my perfect schedule look like? And if your perfect schedule for me, I love working. I absolutely love it. If my perfect schedule for me is working 40 hours a week, then have that. But if my perfect schedule is I like in this season is I want to work 10 to 15 hours so I can go to the pool every other day with my son so he can learn, continue to learn how to swim. Like that's more important to me in this season and success evolves too. Mm -hmm. So like, if you were to ask me three years ago, what success looked like, whew, that would have been significantly different than what it is now. And that's okay too. And it's okay to make those changes to say, I'm not who I was anymore. I'm not that person. I am evolving. And my success marker or definition 
is evolving as well. And I think that's healthy too, that we're not just staying stagnant because even if we're not in a season, I've learned this often. If even if we're not in a season of winning, we're in a season of learning. So even if it may not on the outside look like I'm winning in my season, I am hardcore in a season of learning personally, professionally. So that way, when that time comes that I am winning, I'm prepared to handle that win. And I'm not going to fall back into traps that I did previously. I love that you brought that up because that's something that has stuck with me because I am, I think we are similar in that sense. And I, and I do see this with a lot of, you know, women who come through my community because I think they see this in me and they're like, oh, she has what I have, which is this like wanting to achieve. And if we set a goal, we want it yesterday. And what do I have to do? And just tell me the steps and I'll do it and I'll get there and and I'll do it faster than you even thought possible. But sometimes, and this is something that stuck out to me that I heard is like, we want those things. And we like, sometimes we're like, oh, if I could just, you know, have, you know, this next goal that we're working towards, whatever it is, if I could just be, you know, like, just pick me up and put me there, like, just have me have that goal. And it's like, that process that you're going through to reach that goal, however long it takes, maybe it takes a couple of months, maybe it takes a year. That process is there for you for a reason. So that when you do get to that goal, when you do reach that thing that you're working towards, you can sustain it. If you were picked up and plopped into that, if you didn't have to go through all the the learning phases through maybe some of the trials, maybe through some of the obstacles, it wouldn't prepare you for that. So that when you do get to that place, you can say like, okay, I've navigated this. Like if this comes that way, like I know, you know, I've already done this a few times. Like I already know how to do it. And that was something that really stuck with me and, and helped me to keep in like the right frame of mind when I'm working towards things and knowing that like, it's okay if it doesn't happen tomorrow. Um, Like, and I love that you said it's, it's a learning phase. We're working through it and we're preparing for that so that when it does come, then we can be ready for it. And we can, we can have that last for a while, as opposed to something that's like super fleeting and like you, you experience it. And then like the next month comes in that you can't sustain it because you don't have, you know, all the systems in place or you don't have X. If you're not, you're not personally ready to like handle that, your mindset's, you know, crap and all this stuff. So, um, such, such a really great point. This is, I'm loving where our conversation (laughs) is going here. (laughs) I was typing down when you were talking, I'm like, Sometimes I'll do the titles beforehand, but sometimes I like to wait till after um, the conversation happens because I'm like, it'll, you know, really define what the title is and where, and, um, and I, what I wrote down is defining success in a society of hustle. And I think that that's Mm -hmm. like so important to like recognize that what everybody else is saying out there, what everybody else says is is success for you. um, You have to define that for yourself and you have to know what that looks like for you in your life and your circumstances and where you are in your life. And like you said, different seasons for it. You, you can evolve. I love that you pointed that out, that it is an evolution and it's okay to have that slower growth. It's okay to, you know, have a little bit more growth. It's okay to let that kind of slide down because um, especially as moms too, like we are experiencing a lot of different phases, you know, you, like, I even think about this too, with my husband, we've been talking about, you know, is a third kid in the picture. Um, and then we're like, you know, do we want to go through all those phases again? Like both of the boys are pretty independent now. Um, and so like, I feel like I have things as far as the work life goes, and we can talk about this too, before we wrap things up. Um, I feel like I have things pretty under control just because like we've navigated through that and it's like, okay, but if we do have another kid, well, we're kind of going to have to go back through that cycle again. And it's, it's allowing yourself to be okay with that, depending on where you are in your life. So, um, I would love to talk with you a little bit about, you know, how you're balancing work and mom life and, and doing both of those things. And do you feel like, 
it's taken you a while to kind of get a grip on that? Or what are some things that you, um, that have helped you to kind of balance those things out? Yes. So that, because of my tendency to go, 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 um, I've had to make a lot of shifts. So currently we do not have any outside childcare for our family. Um, you know, they're hard to find some <laughs> hard to find sometimes, which stings. Um, so I work nap time. Like I work when my kids are sleeping. Now I don't need hate mail. My kids are phenomenal sleepers. Okay. So like both kids will take, I have a three-year-old and one-year-old, both kids will take anywhere between three to three and a half hour naps every single day. And then most of the time they don't wake up to like eight 39 o'clock in the morning. Okay. So no hate mail. So I wake up early to get stuff done. And then I have carved out, um, two weeknights where I don't put the kids to bed or I I'll, I'll nurse my daughter to bed, but I won't, um, put my son down. And it's like, I just have those two work nights. So, I mean, we're talking, we work from seven to nine and like, that's it. And then, um, we do our Sabbath on Saturday. So that way I can work on Sunday afternoons. So any, like we have a very unique schedule in our family because of one person working, I'm home all time with kids and I work. I, I, we had to find a groove that's going to work for us. Now, as my client load starts to get heavier, as we're tra- in the season of transitioning me to full-time, my husband coming home, that is going to require us to have Giving require us to have childcare for our kids. And I used to feel so guilty, so guilty about doing this because I grew up, both my parents worked full time. So it was after school, why care, or like during the summer, we were at camps every single week, like didn't matter what it was. It was just different ones. So I wanted, just like you Aubrey, I wanted to give my kids something different. So I really felt the call to stay home. So anytime I have people come in and watch my kids, I'm like, this isn't really what I wanted. Mm -hmm. However, I heard it said once that I'm giving, there's a couple different things that I've been learning about this. I'm giving my kids like the experience and ability to be with other people. One, that's a huge blessing, especially pre post COVID. Um, and then the other thing is that my business is at a sustainable level that I'm able to employ a nanny and be a blessing to them. I was on that other receiving end once upon a time. And anytime I can watch some of these kids, even for a couple hours and make some like quick cash, like, yes. So I'm able to gift that opportunity to somebody else. And then I'm able to have my kids have other adults that aren't mom and dad to be able to pour into them. So that's something that, um, the time is coming for that. And there's been a lot of deep work on that. And then my, my son starts half day 3k in the fall. Um, so it's going to be a transition and especially being in yours and I's phase of like young mom full time here and working it's, you have to navigate it for your family and just kind of figure out when am I going to block time for my work? And I had to move my computer into a part of our house that like, we don't really go to a lot because I would work on like the couch. And anytime I worked, walked in my living room, I like was triggered to work mode mentally. So I had to find a spot in our house that we're not going to often. So that way I can easily turn on and off my work mind. Um, because we're, we're home. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, I I struggle with that. Um, as far as like my boys, um, 
have been going, they do like a little nursery school. It's not like a daycare, but it's a nursery school. They do school things. Um, but like, I kind of struggle with that too. And it's like, I came home to be at home with them, but yet I'm sending them a couple days a week to this. And I think for me, like when I worked through that and started to like actually unpack it, I was where I came to like, be okay with it. It's like, it's my choice to send them. Like before I was feeling like, I don't want to send them to daycare, but yeah, I'm feeling like that's my, that's where my reality is going and feeling like just not okay with that. And now I'm like, they get to go to a place where if I was still a teacher, they wouldn't be able to go because the times are different. Um, it's half days. So like the pickup would be weird. And I'm like, they wouldn't be able to get to experience this. And they have found so much joy in that. And it, like, I think it just shifting it where it becomes your choice as opposed to someone else, like imposing this on you and feeling like you don't have control over that. I don't know um, if you feel that way too, Carrie, but I'm like, I gotta, gotta have control, um, which I'm like, I'm trying to like relinquish some of that. But like, that was one thing that was helpful for me to see is like, it's my choice to send them. It's not something that they're doing that I feel like I feel guilt about. Like I, they go and while I miss them, I know that this is something that they wouldn't be able to have had I not, you know, made the sacrifices and the choices to come home. Um, so yeah, and I think that's in any type of situation, whenever you're feeling like guilt or uneasiness about it, sometimes it's even just kind of like shifting it in your mind and realizing like, it's not, it doesn't have to be a negative thing. Like it can be, like you said, it can be a blessing for someone else. It can be a positive thing. And when you look at it through that lens, it, it tends to be a little bit easier to, to handle, to handle those different feelings. Yes, absolutely. And I recognize that I even show up better as a mom when I have time away from them. And I can't show up as an emotionally healthy parent if I don't take that time away from them. Because I want my kid, that's the ultimate legacy that my husband and I really want to pass on to our kids is having emotionally healthy parents, therefore raising up emotionally healthy kids. I don't care if they go to Harvard. I don't care if they drop out like me. I don't care if they get a four-year degree like their dad. Like, I don't care. But if you are an emotionally healthy and emotionally mature child, that is a success in my book. And I can't give that to them if I'm not first that, which means I have to set boundaries of, I need to work when my husband is home. So I don't have to be with them or I have childcare coming so I can have my time away, do what fulfills me, brings me purpose and joy. So that way, when I come home, they get the best of me. And that's so important to me. Yeah. Um, it's so true. That's something that my husband and I talk about all the time with our kids. You know, my husband was a huge athlete and, you know, we were both extremely smart and all. And now it's from the perspective of being parents, it's like, I don't care if they play the same sports that we did. I don't care if they're the best at, you know, this, I don't care. You know, we just want them to be kind. We want them to be compassionate. We want them to be, you know, helpful to other people. Um, and that's what we're like, that's our focus. Like sure. All those things. And like, if they want to do, you know, all the things, if they want to go to college, great. If they don't, you know, that's fine too. Because like, I, I see, like, I, I think even just becoming a parent, you see things differently, but now like starting a business, it's like, I see things differently and, and know that there's other opportunities that are not just like the traditional way, but yeah, focusing on, um, just raising really kind kids. Like that's just my main goal. And I think like, because I feel like I feel happy, um, with, with my job, you know, that I have, 
that I'm showing up differently for them as opposed to someone who's away from them all day long and feeling that resentment and that guilt and then trying to cram that time together and just, you know, um, it would just be, it would be different. It would definitely be different than what it is now. So I'm very, very um, grateful um, for both of our families that we get to experience this. So uh, I have loved, loved, loved our conversation, Carrie. It's been so amazing. I can't wait for my listeners to hear this. I think it's really going to touch a lot of them and impact them. So I would love for you to share where we can learn more about you, come hang out with you. Um, if this stuck out to you and you want to send Carrie a DM, definitely do that. But where can, where can we connect with you to learn more? Yeah, this is so funny. So I, um, I hang out on Instagram. I say that loosely. Um, not a huge social media person. I will do everyone else's social media accounts, but for me, that's just a boundary I have to put in place. So, um, you'll catch me. I will reply to DMs. Um, you'll catch me on Instagram at Carrie Vaco. So just my first and last name. And, um, yeah, you can find me there and we can continue this conversation. Perfect. Well, I so appreciate you coming on today. I'm so glad we had this conversation and I know everybody is going to love it too. So thank you so much. Thank you, Aubrey. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.